0: Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave.
1: Hello everybody.
0: How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not
1: bad. Got something a little different today.
0: Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown we had some comments and requests around um you know not everyone's on facebook but people still wanted to hear about the content there's been some great stuff we've yeah. talked about bags we've talked about battle of the treks we talked about trekking boots mindset fitness loads of stuff and we thought to ourselves well why don't we turn these into podcasts because like you said dave they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour
1: yeah exactly yeah and uh we've got a couple of we had a couple of special guests didn't we we had a new head of operations over in nepal yeah uh lee wardle ironman triathlete um gym owner and all round nice guy um yeah and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing so yeah this is a great format you can do it on the go put it in your car listen to it it's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and
0: you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast.evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon.
1: Yeah, all the best.
0: Well, hey, everyone. I hope you're having a, an awesome week. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a mad week. I, Dave, we're both in the office, right?
1: We are, yeah, but um, <laughs> as you can see, that is
0: your your over there, on the other side of that door. <laughs> I am. We're well, social distancing in the office. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's um yeah, it's been a great week, and uh, thanks for joining us, Dave Rymington's back again, and Tony, Shane. Um, yeah, definitely. If you've just joined us, just give us a a thumbs up, and just say hello. Uh, always good to know who's uh, who's yeah, on the old Brian. Looking forward to this one, Paul Meacher. I know we've been um, this one today. Uh, over the last few weeks, you know, we've done a lot around equipment. Um, we haven't quite exhausted equipment yet. We had a few more. Yeah. We're going to talk about, um, you know, base layers, you know, also bottoms as well. We haven't really talked about. But today we wanted to talk about training weekends. Um, we've had a few questions over the last few weeks around them. We thought, why don't we do you know, take on as always. The first sort of five ten minutes is around a specific subject, but any questions, you know, do comment. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know, it's always about everything. So don't think it's just about training weekends. But obviously, if you have got any training weekend questions, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, far away. But it's been a it's been an interesting week. um, You know, with regards to lessening of restrictions in the UK, especially in England. Um, Hello, Penny. Penny's in the office with us today, so she might uh, make an appearance. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, with regards to the, the lessening of restrictions, especially in England, in Wales, it's kind of been more or less the same, Dave, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
1: mm. um, I'm beginning to suspect that Wales is now just going to stay like this forever. <sighs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I keep getting notifications today that Boris Johnson's going to announce the easiest to lockdown. So awesome for all you English people! Get out in the hills every training every weekend in the mountains is a training weekend um, <laughs> hopefully we'll be allowed out soon um we do have one a training weekend already scheduled and it's pretty much fully booked uh, set to go for august yeah um but obviously there is a question mark over that with regards to we're pretty sure we're going to be able to move around and go to the hills but yeah. it requires at least 10 to 15 of us all staying in close uh, close proximity in the same room so um, we've got our fingers crossed that we're ready to get that one going, but it all depends on what, um, I was going to say what Bojo said, but it's not Bojo, it's Mark Drakeford. So yeah, we'll see what Wales decide to do, but, uh, hopefully it's going to go ahead because, um, yeah, they are awesome weekends and we really love yeah. doing them because it's like this,
0: but for yeah. 24 hours a day for three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, it's not too bad. People generally, uh generally enjoy it. I I see the um the comments here. I'll try and keep this clean. But uh, there's a few uh interesting choice words there. But yeah, it's not um not too dissimilar, Chris. Uh, Chris Collins who's uh who's on the the comments there. Um yeah we do like to have a how do we how do we call it? Um we, we have like a we make sure we're hydrated all weekend. Um yeah. I know Ryan yeah. is on um I know Mick who came on a couple of our training weekends. Yeah. And but, yeah we make sure we're hydrated especially in the evenings because after a full day in the mountains. Yeah, there's no harm in um, you know a couple of pints afterwards just to uh, exactly pack yeah. the day. And also after a day's trekking in
1: the in if you are bright, um, you'll strip down to your <coughs> get a picture in front of Andy's <laughs>
0: <book>. <laughs> uh, he, he has done that a pass, but yeah, training weekends. So, I mean, primarily just to give you a bit more base information about them, we run them in in the Brecon Beacons at the moment. Um, we do. I don't know if you if you if you noticed that we we sent an email out um, a little bit earlier today. Um, and I might put it in the, the Facebook comments, but basically we are looking at other alternatives as well, because you know, we realize that not not all our customers from Wales, I mean, loads of them, those of you guys are from England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, even, um, you know, as far away as New Zealand. Um, obviously it's a bit difficult for you guys to come on a training weekend, more than happy to come along. Um, but yeah, so we are looking at other alternatives. We're definitely going to be running some in North Wales, um, and also in Scotland. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the, Literally not far away from being released in terms of those dates. Um, but we're going to be working alongside um, a good company up in North Wales called Aim Hire, ran by Stephen Jones. And basically, man, with lots of experience, you may have heard us talk about Steve a lot because it's where we've done our mountain training in North Wales. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, he's got a lot of experience, he's got a great team. So, yeah, any, um, you know, especially when it comes to winter skills, preparing for any big peaks like. Um, uh, I know Miko is on the uh, on the live here and he asked about Akon Kagua last week. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, we 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 are looking to get some sort of decent winter training for that, especially with things like Island Peak, Merripeak as well. We want to um, you know, kind of build that in. I know Mick um who's on the live as well has done some training with Aim Higher. Um, you know, he's a he's a really nice guy, Steve. So yeah, so that's what we've um we've got sort of in the pipeline. Um, but priority at the moment for us is, is is trying to make sure that autumn is going ahead because at the moment, um, autumn uh, and pretty much all of our trips, like say, we've got the training weekend in August. Yeah, September is kind of where everything's kicking off. Uh, you know, we're super excited; we can't wait to get back to the mountains. And you know, all's going well at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, obviously, if there's any updates, any major updates, uh, then we'll we'll definitely let you know um, with that one. But right, we'll we'll tackle a few questions then. Um let's have a little look Paul Meacher hey Paul how you doing mate um, thanks for joining us again I know you've joined us on a few um, a few of the lives haven't yeah. you let's have a little look then Paul Meacher so we've asked uh, let's have a little look uh, quite a few six months now uh, yeah I, definitely well I hope those you know not long Paul Paul's asked about um, your renting sort of place in the area there's heaps of places to rent in yep. loads of like um, the Airbnb's
1: and stuff like that that you can get yeah Um. Yeah. Why not? You know, if you're in the area and we're doing them, yeah, you're more than welcome.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you know, if you if you want to stay on, um, we use kind of our own accommodation uh, for the training weekends. We uh, we use um, basically an old farm. Uh, they've converted into accommodation, which is quite cool. Actually, it's a little bit rustic. Yeah. You know, we we don't on the training weekends. We don't do five star. We we kind of <laughs> stick to. Sorry, we got someone at the door. Um, you know, we do like to stick to a little bit of rusticness when it comes to the, the training weekends. Um, but with regards to training, there's one of the questions we got, Dave. So, yeah, looking at this one, there's a couple of ones out here.
1: So, yeah. um, Sarah Dickinson question, how do you keep your water bladders straight into kit? Straight into kit. <laughs> it's typical, isn't it? All the kit <laughs> questions we've had. How do you keep your water bladders clean whilst on the EBC track? Um, to, to be honest, you only need to clean them sort of in between tracks when they're not being used. You're going to be yeah. filling that up with fresh, clean water every day. So, and then you'll be drinking it and filling it back up again. So gen, generally day-to-day, you don't need to clean it. Uh, what what will happen is as soon as I get it back home, I'll like empty it all out and then I'll wash it. Um, and I've got like this, um, you know, kind of brush you stick down in there and just give it a scrub and then dry it out. And that's, that's it. Um, yeah. You don't really need to clean it sort of day-to-day when you're on the trip, it'll stay clean itself just by the process of you filling it up, drinking it, filling it up, drinking it. It's all good. Yeah. Um, or it'll freeze solid, in which case it'll stay nice and safe for you, like your food in the freezer, until you next use it. Don't <laughs> know what I did, though. Man. Do you remember when me and you <laughs> went uh, base camp April last year? And yeah. I had my rucksack on, and I, ha- I realised that I hadn't touched it in months and months, and I had my tube there. And without even thinking, I thought, "Oh, <laughs> I drink, is there any water in that?" And I sucked it through, and I was like, and "When I looked at it, there was mold and bits in there." Yeah, that wasn't the best yeah so there are a visual check is better um than a taste test when it comes to how safe your water is
0: <laughs> oh you're better um yeah shane uh mentions not not doing the the next one in august shane i know you've joined us uh, on the live a couple of times mate and yeah with um with regards to the training weekends we do tend to sort of leave them till just before we run a trekking season yeah just so a lot of you can sort of come on the trips before you go appreciate that um You know, if you if if you can't make this one, you know we will run more. We're we're trying to put some more over the winter as well because, especially um, you know going in the winter conditions are always a good challenge. Yeah, exactly. We we love them. If it's snowing or raining, we we want to get out. um, You know, over the winter. So yeah, we'll definitely do some um, do some over winter and then into next year, sort of March time. um, You know, just before the sort of season kicks off, really.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, John Newman said, "Is there a set program for the training weekends?" Um, There is. We don't follow sort of uh, what I can do. I can send you the itinerary. Normally, every time you book on, you'll get sent an itinerary of what the idea is for the weekend as a little sort of um, as a snapshot. So we'll meet on Friday evening. We tend to meet at the accommodation between five and seven. Ideally, you want to be there by five because we're thinking about going next door to the pub for our food at around seven. First night on that Friday is just, hi, how you doing? Let's Yeah, here, we'll chat about what trip are you want, what trip are you want. Um, then we wake up early on Saturday breakfast is included and then we set off and normally on a Saturday we'll do the Horseshoe Ridge in Brecon yeah. so starting from um, the reservoir in Talabont we'll then walk around and we'll go over um was it crib no where do we go over Penavan and crib- crib- You're crib- 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 do you know what Crib Cork was somewhere. I've seen it somewhere. Really. Yeah,
0: Wayne mentioned it, I
1: think. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of, yeah we go over Condi, uh, Penavan and the Cribbin and then back down. And Basically, it's like a dry run for any high altitude trek, whether that be EEC yeah. or Kili. So we'll walk as a group. We'll set a pace as a group. Um, and it's basically just we'll talk about Everest Base Camp, Kilimanjaro, Machu Picchu, what the pace is going to be like, what sort of kit you need to bring um and then when we get back in saturday we normally have a bit of a kit chat so um i'll pack my bag usually as if we're going as if i'm going to base camp or and you open it up and everything that's in there is everything 100% what i will take to nepal tanzania yeah. so you guys can get it all out have a look ask questions um you know and you'll have a kit list and loads of other nice things that you can make a list down and oh, okay i want that i want that what do i need that for what do i use that for yeah. Um, and I'll even weigh it in front of you to prove that I can get everything in, into around 15 kilos.
0: <laughs> we should actually take the um uh, a weighing kit. Definitely, uh, I forgot what you call them now weighing kit. A weighing kit,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I used to scale myself, and <laughs> scale, weighing scale. That's the one I was looking yeah. for. Well, I've got one of those luggage ones that, um that is in my yeah. tracking bag so you can lift it up. Um, Give me a challenge. Exactly. Yeah. Just to show you that, you know, you can bring a, everything you need and get it into 15 kilos. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday, we normally set out. Sunday is a bit of a wild card. It depends on what the weather's doing, where we're going to go, what we're going to do, where we're going to eat. Um, so normally we'll stop somewhere and we'll have like a nice roast dinner. We used to do quite a long walk where we, we did a, a, like a long walk. Then we had a full roast dinner. Then we had to do another six miles. We had some feedback to say that that was a bit tough going. So we might look to do something different. If it's a really nice day, we might go up to the waterfalls where you can jump in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sunday is a bit of a wild card. We're going to have a look at that. We've got the great bald Yeti, John. Um, he's not on here today. He's farming today, I think. Um, but big, He'll do a recce have a look at the area, have a look at the trails and yeah. stuff like that and find something that's suitable.
0: Um, yeah, he coordinates the, the kind of weekend from, um, you know, where to stay and everything, but you yeah. know, probably it's us. Um, but again, we're, with regards to the future training weekends, especially somewhere that's not in the Brecon beacons, um, you know, we will be running them in North Wales and Scotland. Um, again, we're looking at um, sort of people around uh, you know sort of middle England if you like uh, you know you've got the peak district and late district I say we'd love to we'd love to run these training weekends everywhere but um, you know we kind of we always kind of stick to to what we know especially because we're based down in South Wales you know primarily all of our trips are run abroad um, you know in a high altitude so we it's kind of we're trying to balance the what we what we're doing with bringing specialists in um, you know to teach you the relevant skills but when it comes to high altitude trekking, it's because um, we, we've had a couple of questions come in off the live. Um, Monique has messaged in on Messenger in terms of how fit you need to be for the training weekends. These training weekends are, are basically just getting out of the mountains and, and hiking. So if you if, if you're a regular walker, if you're a regular hiker, um, you know, these weekends are going to be similar to what you've already done. It's not like you learn any new technical skills on our uh, Brecon Beacons weekend. The yeah. uh, you know, winter skills are different. Um, you know, it's just basically a, almost an opportunity to, you know, catch up with the the, the evertrack team, learn a bit more about how we like to run our trips. Yeah. So it's like a weekend Q and A. So I know we're doing this on on the lives each week, but you've got access to us for the whole weekend in terms of anything you need to know before you go out there. Yeah. As Dave mentioned, we go through quite a lot of info. Um, you know, that kind of we think you that helps. Um, you know, things about hydration, things about speed, uh, definitely a lot on mindset because we're big on that. Uh, when it comes to uh, any of our trips so yeah the, you know in terms of how fit you need to be come on the weekend you you know if you can manage sort of three four hours of walking you should be able to do our routes they're not technical routes you don't do any technical gear you're just walking exactly and the main thing is that it's about a dry
1: run for where you're going so if you go into yeah. a space camp if you're going to kilimanjaro Although fitness is important, and you are encouraged to be as fit as you can possibly be because the fitter you are, the more enjoyment you'll get out of it. What's more important than what we're trying to learn is how to manage yourself at altitude. So will yeah. talk about the pace of the group. Now, there's one way to acclimatize and that's to gain your altitude very gradually. It's the best way to do it. So that's, that's how we walk. A to B, every day, we get there really slowly. And then each day we'll, you know, after like so many days, we'll have an acclimatization break and stuff like that. But one key part of the uh, training weekend, which is replicated in your trek, is you have lots of breaks and lots of time for chit chat and take photos. and Very relaxed. very. Exactly. So we all just sit. We kind of go at our own pace and we enjoy it and we have a good time. Um, that said, though, I think it was Mick was on the training weekend when it was like... The <laughs> the rain. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the 80, 90 mile an hour winds blasting us and stuff like that. But
0: it was pretty crazy, wasn't it? I know we're yeah. alive here. Could you arrange for some rain, please? Well, make I know you I know it's important to hydrate. Um, yeah, well hopefully for this weekend we've got some rain, but uh let's enjoy the sunshine before that happens. <laughs> um Tom's asked, I think he's asked a couple of times, so hey Tom, thanks for uh sorry, not Tom, Tony um has asked about the costs for the weekend. Yeah, nice no, easy one. Um Actually, I, sorry, Tony. I brought up the wrong question because you've asked down there. There we go. I bring that in. So the cost of the training weekend. So yeah, they're, they're basically. I think it's 195 pound, Dave. Yeah. For the yeah. training weekend, isn't it? Or is um, it just 200 quid? It might be 200 quid now on the nail. 200. Yeah, I think we've just made it nice and easy. Yeah. Um, you know, with regards to the training weekend. So, you know, with us that covers everything really from sort of when you arrive to when you leave. Um, you know, you've got like your breakfast uh, in there as well. Um, you know, got a nice full brekkie before we head off um the only thing we do sort of say you bring is if you want anything to, to you know because when you're in the mountains um you, know, you need to take your, your food with you uh, so if you bring sort of some packed lunch food um you know ready to take out then then i highly recommend that you know snacks things you'd normally take on a, a normal mountain day yeah. there are the brecon beacons there's normally some shops that are local but we don't want to rely on them so sometimes it's best to just bring your own stuff exactly um, yeah. make well, some sandwiches, things like that
1: yeah, on the Saturday, there is, um, you can always nip into Brecon on the Friday. If we've got time, the supermarket's there and stuff like that. And there is a little shop pretty much directly opposite where we're going to stay, where you can buy bottles of water, get a bacon sandwich and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you, you know, forget and you're on the hill and you're starving hungry, we can send, like, uh, a messenger, like, my father, Doug, you <sighs> know. <laughs>
0: No, we can uh, we can sort of look at getting it for you. It's it's just nice if you're traveling a long way. There are some local shops and things locally. So, uh, uh, yeah, great De- question coming through. Debbie has said, "Would the training weekend be a good time to try walking poles?" Yes, Debbie was. Debbie. Yes, it would.
1: yes it, would. it would. Um, yeah, walking poles is one of those things we've got to get used to. The first time I tried them, I didn't, I couldn't work with it. it just felt too cumbersome, and I like my hands being free. Yeah. Um, so I used to walk with one just for a bit of balance. Um, but recently. I have started using two on the steep sections and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. Kilimanjaro, they were brilliant um, because you just kind of like plod on and help your way up. But yeah, it is a really good opportunity. It's all of those things, because what it's designed to do is for you to have two days back to back in the Brecon beacons, walking with us, becoming an expert before you ever even leave the UK on where you're going and how you're supposed to trek there. But also it's a time for you to figure out exactly what's right for you. So we encourage you to get out there and do as much hiking as you can. But when you're doing that on your own, there's not always someone next to you who you can perhaps ask um, and get like really good advice from, you know, and it's not just myself and Andy, it's everyone on the group as well. You know, we have a big collective experience there. So things that will work for you that will work for someone else, you know, you can share tips and stuff and um,
0: yeah, they're really good to be honest. I love the training weekends. Um, They're always a good energy, aren't they? Yeah. Always a good energy. Now, we've got some uh, Pablo. Hey, Pablo, I know you joined us on a couple of lives. I mentioned about the fan dance. Yeah, it's quite popular in Brecon Beacons. It's, uh, we've done the route many times. Um, we haven't actually done the events. Yeah. Uh, we know that the, There's a, a couple of special forces guys that run those. Um, we haven't actually – got a lot of trekkers that have done the fan dance. Uh, it's typical. The ones we always kind of try and do in January, but it always seems to be the same weekend as the Adventure Travel Show, especially the last three years. Yeah. Because we, we regularly attend um some travel shows in, in London. Um the adventure travel show is always on the same weekend. But no, no, it's it's definitely on our list to do. It's with regards to, to that sort of event, it is a quick event. You're timed. The yeah. important thing is like it's great training, but that's not how I, how it's like a high altitude. Yeah. High altitude is slow and steady. So sometimes just spending more time, like I know, I know with a fan dance, you've got a certain time you have to do it in. Although it is great, you know, if you wanted to have maybe like a, a seven or eight hour jaunt in the mountains, it's probably better for you in terms of preparation, um, you know, for like an Everest Base Camp trek or Killy trek. Um, you know, but that being said, uh, I know a lot of lot of our Evertrekkers have done the fan dance and they love it as an event. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, one of our uh, customers, uh, Evertrekkers, a friend, uh, Brooke, who came with us to Killy in February. Um, you know, with myself and Dave, she had done the fan dance as well in her, uh, horrendous weather, and she did not just over four hours, I think. But, uh, yeah, but
1: because a long way, yeah. But Brooke's a maniac, she can't, be, <laughs> she is fit, she takes <laughs> it too far. <laughs> but, uh, something tells me that uh, Mick and Broy would have done the fan dance as well, given their um, have, yeah. military experience. I also think Mick may have actually taken part in it, I'm not 100% certain. Uh, yeah, he has. but yeah, but um, I, yeah, I've done that, I've done it, but like I said, more that. Just to do the route, just for an enjoyment. The only yeah. I haven't done a lot of like trekking events, you know, because I quite often like to just go out all day on my own and follow my nose. But one I really enjoyed was um, I think we're supposed to be there in a week's time, and we got about a week, but obviously it's been cancelled. Is the um, the great the Great Glencoe Challenge? Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, we were gutted about that in Scotland.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was good. So I, it's like a week's time we're supposed to be going up there, and it was um, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a great event. I think that is, you know, it is long. Uh it's, it's basically it's a marathon, so it's twenty twenty-six point one miles, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, over the over there's a I think it's one called the Devil's Staircase, I believe. I can't remember now, but it's yeah. by lenko all the way to uh William. Yeah, That's
1: about five, six miles in. What's yeah. weird The devil's staircase was bothering it was me. All but it, yeah, it was easy. It should be called like, I don't know, the dev the devil's Stairmaster, or not Stairmaster, the, the Devil's Stairlift. <laughs> you
0: know I mean? um, just going through some questions as well. It's uh, Loads today, brilliant. Um, loads on the training weekends, which is awesome. Usually we talk about something and then it's questions about everything else. Um, ashura has asked how big are the, are the, the, the groups for the training weekends. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of don't like them too big. I think the max we've had, because we've run a couple of, uh, I think it was back in 2018, we had some big groups then were like uh, 14 15 people um it was because we do run some corporate weekends but the um the the average sort of size is anything around sort of 10 11 12 people um Asha. so yeah definitely get yourself uh, on one of those weekends um and then Chris has asked uh, just before these disappear because they're almost disappearing off our list wait for your, your backpack for the training weekend yeah I mean um was it is there an ideal training weight for your backpack? If you, yeah, Chris, if you're going to go out, Dave, what weight would you would you say? I mean, I, we normally say sort of double what you use regularly, right?
1: Yeah. So if you want to actually weight your
0: backpack up in order to do some training,
1: yeah. um, really you want to, it, It's about, it all depends on how fit you are, but you want to make it so, so you can still do what you've got to do. It's just much harder. You don't want to load your pack up to the point where you can't go as far as you normally would. So if I was going to do 10 miles and I can do 10 miles relatively easily without a pack, I still want to be able to do those 10 miles with my heavy pack, you know? So that'll give you a much greater benefit than just putting one that's crazy heavy on and you're only getting two miles in. So it's about working out what's kind of good for you. To be honest, you know, the best way to do it um, is water because it's really easy to get rid of if you want to light in your pack. So generally speaking, when I start, I don't do it so much anymore, but when I used to train with a weighted pack, I'd get a couple of like liter bottles of water and a litre of water is a kilo. So I'd maybe put seven, eight, nine, ten of them, just like stack them in my rucksack. Um, and just head off with them in my rucksack. And i drink a few, and then worst case scenario, if it got too heavy and I had to abandon some, then I would just pour the water out and keep the plastic in. Um, so yeah, rather than sand, I've heard people weighing sand or putting like books in there or something. That's a nightmare yeah. because you don't want to leave your books or any sandbags around. So yeah, just try bottled water. To be honest. I'd start out maybe I'm not entirely sure, ten kilos maybe. See so yeah, how you got on with ten kilos? That's quite a good that's quite a fairly it's, quite weight. Weight. Yeah. it's also heavier than you'll be carrying around in um, base camp. But I've heard people do crazy that you know, they'll walk around with like twenty kilos, thirty kilos and stuff like yeah. that. Which, you know, like I said though, you know, it's really good and you can smash out some serious
0: miles, but just make sure that you can do the miles with the weight, you know yeah good point. yeah very good point. I think you're right, david you know it's it's more about just getting out pack on your back it doesn't necessarily need to be massively overweight. it's just about the yeah. time spent because uh, with everest Base camp Killy, um there are really good challenges um you know if you're if you're doing something a bit higher, maybe like island Mera peak Meropeak, um you know even if you're taking on something like um, you know aconcagua or something like that it's probably a bit more training involved, but yeah with the others there's no technical things you need you just need to get out and walk and get the mileage in your legs really that's that's the best thing i mean you can always build strength in your legs yeah uh, like we recently teamed up with um, the altitude center in london yeah i know we mentioned last week um we received we've been creating the last couple of weeks some decent training plans we'll definitely share them um as soon as we can and what we'll do as well is there's actually um we've got access to their basically that we call them personal trainers but they're like altitude personal trainers, yeah, and you know you can fill in a form or we'll send you the form because uh, we'll be sharing this across the community. Um, you know, and, and you put in pretty much like what trip you're going on, you know what your experience is, um, you know how long until you've got your trip, and they'll come up with some sort of personalised plans for you guys. So I think um, you know we've we, we've got in touch with them because of their expertise, um, and they share the same sort of ethos as us, which is that anyone can go to high altitude. It might be different sort of circumstances like they've kind of worked out there's some people from a physiological point of view who do struggle and there are patterns around that so they can work out almost if you will have difficulties but that's not saying you can't because you know we know from experience that you know anyone can go to high altitude uh, you know with the right mindset with the right training so yeah we'll definitely be sharing that guys uh, it'll make a huge difference yeah big leap forward i think because
1: um a lot of people have been saying things, you know, you can train for altitude or you can't. Um, and the, the, it's hard to know which expert to sort of put your trust with. So we've been, that's why we've been going a number of years yet. And we've, we've not really found someone until we've looked at the altitude center who are able to provide you with that database plan and actual tests and stuff that can be measured. So you'll get a number that you know, you have to improve and they'll tell you how to improve it. So, yeah at the very least it'll give you peace of mind and that can make all the difference because it'll yeah, help anxiety and stuff like that
0: yeah if uh, you get this, right, this is this is the important thing right here I, and i know we, we we always go on about this but if you get your your mind in the right place before you you know you're going on a challenge um you know you, you won't go far wrong exactly so um george stedman said.
1: Yes, yeah, it's a eventual travel shop. Yeah, awesome. That was a yeah, big, and that was a hardcore weekend. So
0: was um, <laughs> always busy. Always popular. Yeah, we
1: really enjoyed it, but yeah, that was very busy. Um, so yeah, he said any um, timelines on expanding the destinations into the future? K two base camp. Um, yeah, to be honest, it's an anytime we are looking at a trip it's, it's ongoing constantly. So we've got so every destination you could think of is one that we're looking at. Um we've got a couple of really good contacts that we're looking to sort of hook up with um to do K2 base gap. Yeah. So I think um soon is the answer. We haven't got a strict timeline because yeah. this I, I I you know I'm tempted to say if it wasn't really for COVID and having to adjust the way we work and things, we probably would have had it out by now. Probably, yeah, probably would have had it out now. So that gives you an idea. So we've pretty much got everything. But what we like to do is because a lot of we do know that some some like adventure travel companies, what they'll do is almost like a trial and error. So they'll go to a country, find someone that they want to hook up with and maybe produce a really good team. But it doesn't work. So then they'll try another one and then another one and then another one. We don't do it that way. So what we tend to do is like heavy, heavy research at the beginning. Myself and Andy usually go out there and we meet the guys and... Um, and only then is it is a call really made as to whether the, the you know they'll meet the criteria yeah. for an Evertrek trip so that's exactly. why it might take a little bit longer than normal but when it is launched we know that you guys are going to love it uh,
0: yeah it's with with, with k2 as well it's um it's something that's been on the agenda for a while um you know the is amazing but we are, um, we're growing the team. So we've already got uh, one person who's joining us in August. Um, and then we've got another Yeti then who we're, we're still looking for at the moment and we're doing uh, applications, and interviews. Because we're growing the team because we realize that, you know, um, we've got all these places we'd love to launch but we can't test them all, <laughs> you know, as much as we love to, um, you know, we love to be away all the time. Um, you know, we, we, we love, um, you know, running the Evertrekker uh, community. Um, so yeah, we we're growing the team so we can actually expand. Um, you know, so we're looking forward to that. August is when we got our first Yeti. Hopefully, we'll have one more by then, and we'll have um, another two Yetis in the team. And then we'll we'll certainly look at testing some of these new trips, because as Dave rightly said, there, you know, we don't want to just offer you K two base camp and send you out there, and it's not kind of ever trek a if you if, if you know what I mean. It's um, we want to make sure it's good and it's as as good as what we got in the pool. Yeah. um you know and tanzania uh you know and in peru uh we've got these the sort of level that we like to run them at um you know it's not that it's five star or anything but there's certain things there's safety standards levels of accommodation yeah. experiencing guides um so we want to make sure that all that is, is sort of ready to rock and roll before you go out there exactly. but yeah george you know um we're as excited as, as everyone we want to do K2 Base Camp, Dave, I know it's been on your bucket list for, for years, isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. I love it. You know, the idea of K2 Base Camp, one, K2 is, um, you know, it's one of those mountains that always kind of like scares me a little bit when I think about it, you know, but it's huge. It's beautiful. It's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, a K2 Base Camp is really much more of a wilder trip yeah. than, say, Everest Base Camp by comparison, which is obviously a really popular route. So it's been sort of trackified where the, when you go to K2 base camp, it does, you know, it's a lot of camping, wild trekking and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's very raw. And um, also, you know, even just flying into Pakistan and spending the night in Islamabad and stuff like that, it's all very exciting. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's big, big one on my list. And we definitely are going to do it. Um, yeah. And soon is the answer.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, George, well, as soon as we, as soon as we will, and we're looking for test pilots um we'll definitely because we always like to um to test trips out first um we'll definitely be um putting that out there mate so get yourself in um there's been a couple i think james actually mentioned about um i'm just trying to find your question james we about bringing dogs on the weekend yeah you know what over the last few years we've we've had some um, trekkers who've brought along their dogs and yeah of course the only challenge is is around the accommodation because the accommodation don't allow don't allow dogs so if you live locally awesome you know bring your dog along to some of the training weekends uh, we have had someone who's come all the way um but they chose to actually camp because there is an area is like a, a little area we use where you can stay in a tent yeah um you know we can't sort of set up base camp you know but as you know one or two tents is fine yeah um, you know if you really wanted to bring your dog because we we've had someone do that before and yeah if you're coming on a training weekend with us and you live you know far away um you know just give us a bell and we'll we'll sort of work it out between us uh but yeah, we 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 love um you know we love our Furby friends. We got exactly. who is just sleeping. I don't know if you can see her there. Uh um, but she's coming on some of the training weekends. So yeah, definitely um is it, they're always uh dog friendly. Awesome. Um, um, do us, what's the youngest
1: age for the training weekend? We don't really Ooh, have yeah, okay. um an age limit um either end really of the scale. Um they have to be able to obviously track for two days in a row. Um but yeah, other than that, how old are we thinking? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, if you bought a screaming baby, probably not, only because there's a room full of ten of us, <laughs> like in the bunks and stuff like that, and they and you have to carry the baby. But if the person's like a young adult, you know, even like I don't
0: know, ten, eleven, as long as they can walk for two days, bring them along. Yeah, I mean, it's um, definitely again. I mean, this is sort of thing we'll, we'll look at the individual basis. Um, you know, because you have to to be comfortable with regards to where because we, we do stay in dorms um you know we can look at sometimes depending on capacity having your own room um you know which is, is, is obviously better with if you're bringing someone who's sort of under 18 um you know or as i mentioned about camping you can bring a tent and camp outside we've had people do that before um so if you're looking to bring someone carol yeah just literally maybe maybe pop us a little email um you know uh, info at evertrek.co.uk we can sort of liaise and chat about it um and see what we can do and we could speak to the accommodation as well and see what we can do or we can cater for because we want to get everyone on. We don't want to put Roblox. Yeah. Well, he's eleven um, anyway. He can do. Yeah, he's eleven. Strong lad. You'll probably
1: you'll probably outrun most of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that's the problem. Yeah, you need to slow him down. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's have a quick look. Shane Ryan, I said, will we be will we be starting groups for each tour to EBC and Killy and add in people to that so they know each other beforehand. No, uh, it's probably the best answer because we have so many groups (laughs) that it would be a full-time job for someone just to organize those things. However, people normally do that themselves via our uh, high-altitude ever-trackers group. So if it is something that you want to know, what normally happens is someone will post on there, you know, who's going to EBC on this date? Someone else will comment, yeah, me too. And then they start WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I usually find out about them.
0: You know, years later, <laughs> people no, like. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a good question though, because we 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 did think about doing that in the, in the past, and we know other companies, some companies do. The fact is, yeah, we we run so many groups. Uh like like Dave said there, you need it's it's a full time job to sort of manage those. So, you know, we do get some people who start them up themselves. Um, you know, especially like WhatsApp groups, things like that. But that's why we run the training weekends uh, for you to come along. And if you do, um, you know, if you're on a specific trip, we do say just post in the group because there'll be others in your group. So say you were you were going in November 21 to base camp, just post in the high altitude ever trekkers group. Other people are joining. Um, and you can even come on the training weekend together if you want to catch up before.
1: Yeah,
0: um, You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we'll try making it as easy as you can to get to know the other people before you, you go. Um, that's what we're trying to run, as many of these training weekends as possible. But um, I know a lot, because there's been a few questions, and Shane is very good question. I know Diane, Byron, um, Chris, I know a few of you have mentioned about other training weekends around the UK. Um, so it's difficult to run them all over the place because we are based in South Wales. You know, we, as as we grow, we'd like to definitely run them, um, you know, in multiple places. We're definitely going to do North Wales because we know that's not a million miles away from, you know, the uh, sort of Midlands, uh, that sort of area. So you don't have to come all the way down to South Wales. Um, and the same because we've got a lot of evertrekkers who live in Scotland. So we're trying to run them up there sort of somewhere in the middle if you like and then down uh near uh, our base camp which is in the brecon beacons yeah um you know so yeah we'd love to run them everywhere but uh you know we we are a relatively small outfit small team uh in the uk obviously we got sort of staff all around the world but in the uk yeah uh, there's only uh, there's only four of us there will be six of us um very very soon um but and we'll definitely try and run uh, more um, with regards to dates but this is why we're using sort of people like Steve up in North Wales um, his experience is what we what where we've learned from yeah um, you know and it, that's why we're sort of bringing bringing him in if you like uh, but good questions guys it's always um loads of questions today yeah, so, um, before training weekends we we're like we're we'll
1: gonna run out of questions yeah so Paula Reed has said uh, when coming downhill what can you stop to get your toes getting sore I had the same problem um, so what what that there's a number of different fixes you can do for that. So yeah. the first thing you want to look at is what boots you wear and are they too big? Because if they're too big and your feet can move forward and hit the ends, that's yeah. not good. Your feet shouldn't move in your boot, ideally. You should. They call that getting that locked in feeling. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I would recommend going and getting your feet measured and making sure that the boots you've got are the right size. You don't normally have to do this thing that you used to have to do. Years and years ago, which is get a size bigger if you're buying boots, you know, so you can put like thick socks on. You can get really good socks that don't require an extra size or half a size. I used to buy 11 and I realized I was buying too big. So I know I buy a 10 and a half, which is exactly my size. And I've stopped that problem. Second one is so when you figured out what size you want to get the right type of boot for you, not all boots suit all people. So yours might be too flexible. They might be allowing too much movement. Um, The other thing is how are you tying them? If you're just tying them traditionally, like you would tie a pair of trainers, that's not the... So there are a lot better ways you can do it. So fancy ways to go up and down. I might do a video about that. And remember the special tying technique, you know, so you go yeah. up. Crop, that's right.
0: It's quite new, isn't it? I know I trialed it on Killy, and it worked a treat. My, yeah, exactly. my, my so. first time I'd used it. And it actually does lock in your feet really good. I'm actually wearing <laughs> the same boots, my main um, Andy, um, Andy's always mountain ready. He's like a cat. cat I was walking the dog earlier. I needed to have some decent footwear.
1: But, but, yeah. So that's another thing. So um, how you tie in your boots. Also, you might want to look at some insoles. So yeah. I put, I've got the same boots Andy's got there. And I put in the um, Superfeet Trailblazer insoles. And they really help keep your feet steady. And if you're moving, you'll get blisters and hurt your toes yeah. and stuff. Um, the other thing is try poles as well. So when you're going downhill, extend the poles, put them out in front of you and use your arms to kind of slow yourself down as well. So you're placing your feet nice and gently.
0: Yeah, no, really, really good. um, Really nice points there, Dave. I think, yeah, you're right with the poles. Um, I I never used to, because I know someone mentioned poles earlier, Dave, and you you answered the question. But with regards to poles, I I, I never used to use them because I used to carry a GoPro. I used to like my hand, you know, at least one hand to be free just in case you slip yeah you know what yeah over time i use them all the time now um you know and i used to definitely makes, some especially on the descents uh, you know if you've got any knee issues um or if you haven't it's good to, you know you're being proactive rather than reactive and actually just just basically using them whenever you go on a hike um we'll be using them if you're coming on the training weekends and you don't quite know how to use them you maybe feeling a bit like oh this is weird um that's what the training weekends are for. And, you know, hopefully in August, um, we, we catch up. If you want to join us, um, you know, just jump on, you can go on the website. Um, and we can put the URL Lauren, uh, social Yeti. Sorry, Lauren, I feel like I left you out today. <laughs> she's, um, Lauren's been on the, on the comments. Uh, she's uh, still working from home. Um, but yeah, if we can get the training weekend link, cause if anyone does want to join us, we'd love to have you. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much sold out, but September
1: is, okay. yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, you know, COVID permitting, let's get out there.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. We've we can't wait. We we still haven't been because Wales is still in lockdown. Five miles, you know, although uh, using good judgment. Uh, is a little bit too far away for us to go at the moment to and Beacons, but we can't wait to get back out. Yeah, exactly. So um, I can't, I keep, I keep seeing kit questions. I can't hide <laughs> away. It's uh, all a kit. You should, you should run your own show, Dave. i a kit. Yeah, what a
1: complete load of kit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Russell Bartley has said he's got umpteen pairs of boots. Welcome to the club, mate. Um, and what would I recommend for Annapurna in Easter? The Mandel Bhutans. Sp- yeah. That's it. They're the best boot. I mean, I've got, I think, g- generally, like, just through trial and error, and I think I've got nine pairs of boots at the moment. Yeah. I've tried a lot of different ones, from synthetic ones to leather ones to sort of ultra-lightweight fast hikers to more sort of Gore-Tex waterproof ones and winter ones and all this stuff. But I was on a training weekend. You see, even we get value um, out of it. The- two years ago now, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, one of the is Chiara, she did uh, Everest Base Camp in April or October. can't remember. Last year, Uh, yeah. Yeah, last year, anyway. I think it was October. And she had these Mendel Boutans that were, like, really good-looking sort of leather boots. And I was like, oh, you're wearing leather. And she was like, oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. She was, like, adamant. They are amazing. So I went out, and I thought, I'm going to take a punt because I was struggling. Like Claire said with the – not Claire, um, someone else – said about the sore feet of struggling, bought the mandel Bhutans, put the trailblazer insole in them. And I've never looked back because they didn't require any wearing in at all. I put them on my feet. Yeah. I wore them around my life casually for one week before I went to base camp and they were brilliant. Since then, they've done base camp twice and Kilimanjaro and they're solid as a rock. Um, I think I've met one or two people that didn't get on with them. And I've I've, I've spoken to a lot. So try the mandel Boutans.
0: Andy. Do you want to show him the Mendl Boutans? <laughs> I know. I'll put them up again. Yeah. Jesus, um, oh, getting this camera right. So that's the sole. You, <laughs> you could probably see more leg than anything else, but obviously the Mendl are brilliant. Um, and we hate to sort of scream about one particular boot um, because we've used quite a few over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you're going to use Scarpa um you know if you're going to use um, um what was the what was the previous boot the north face uh, hedgehog gtx is another one i think i've used those like four times on base cam tracks um but now these are my new favorite boots and i'll even wear them on a hot warm day like this just yeah, because uh, they're so comfy
1: yeah they've got a really good vibram sole they've got memory foam uppers so the ankle is supported but yeah it doesn't chafe really really good um oh what's it steve uh, steve
0: burrell are there any plans to run a training yeah hi steve i know you, you answer you asked a little bit earlier didn't you and uh yes oh, <laughs> yeah i know because the questions are coming thick and fast there, so apologies on that steve um yeah with regards to the midweek ones, it's quite difficult because of the the way we kind of run the trips um because most of them are weekend based we do because we have spoken to um again steve uh, up in north wales about sort of potential midweek dates um there might be some flexibility around that so we'll definitely let you know um the the classic sort of weekends that we we run um because most people sort of do do it on the week on the weekend again and i know it's it's frustrating isn't it because you know you want to if you work in the weekend you would need to do it midweek um and although we're trying to accommodate everyone it's it's difficult to run them during the week because of the numbers um you know we couldn't sort of financially run them at the moment um you know because hardly anyone would book them yeah but yeah we, we you know we, we want to help you so definitely if um if we do have some dates or even if there might be some private sort of options i know that steve again in, in north wales and his team do some private midweek options um i'll have to get a cost for you for those but i know that there's potential that you can just get out um you know in in, in snowdonia there's some great routes up there uh whether you go in the uh the Glear Their Eye or Snowden or um you know there's, there's some brilliant sort of routes out there, whether you're doing some of the, the Welsh three thousanders, um, uh, which are always a good uh, is always a good route. Um so yeah, uh, we'll definitely let you know, but unfortunately with the classic training weekend that we run in, the beacons, um, yeah, they're just gonna be on the weekend, I'm afraid.
1: Or or you could just phone in sick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear that from us, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, was it what was it you used to say, Dave? Save your sick days for when save, you're well. Save your sick days for when you're well, yeah. I, I, have never, I have never taken a
1: day sick. I've taken a day well a couple of times, but I've never <laughs> taken a day sick. Um, I think that's true, to be honest. Oh, need, need I talk about shingles? Should we have a should we do a EverTrack Tuesday tune in about shingles
0: on shingles? Yeah, no, it's just some great questions. I think we've gone through all of them, but yeah, thanks for, for joining us, guys. It's been Awesome uh, to have so many people on again uh, with some questions. I mean, next week, we always like to change it up a little bit. So, um, you know, we, it might be, again, something around equipment next week because um, we've got a few things we kind of want to cover off. But, uh, yeah, um, sort of mini announcement, if you like, with regards to the competition. Uh, you've got seven days left to get yourself um, into the, the, Kiliman, uh, the Kilimanjaro competition. I'll put it on the um, – uh, Lauren, if you're, if you're watching, can you put the, the link in? Uh, just if any of you haven't entered into that competition yet, get yourself in. Yeah, uh, we're going to be announcing that this time next week. Um, so we'll definitely do, be doing a Q and A session and then announcing um, the winners uh, because there's obviously there's one one place winner, and then you'll be able to um, sort of take your mate um, or one of your friends uh, to Top of Kilimanjaro Jara, which is is going to be going to be awesome. So we'll be be back for next week. But cheers, Dave. Good to see you. Um, I'll see you in a second. Yeah, just poke your head round the door, mate. Poke your head round the door.
1: Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's a really nice day outside, and I think I'm beginning to
0: feel a bit unwell, to be fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> good. good. Um, no, no. If, um, I, I know that most people have joined us on, on Facebook here, but uh, uh, you know, we are pushing these out on YouTube and also turning them into podcast episodes as well. So, um, yeah, definitely, if you, if you sort of run out of time on here and you'd rather just listen to it, uh, listen to us um, sort of chat about all these questions, uh, you can listen on the on the podcast, okay? Yes. Uh, but uh, nice one, Dave. All right, mate, I'll speak to you in a sec. And uh, the rest of you, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week.
1: All the best, guys. Thank you. Stay safe.
0: Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was certainly a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it.
1: I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review Um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye